0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: Patrick, Dewey,
0: look, you guys heard us just last week, or two weeks ago. Um, it's, It's the magic of recording, but you and I have not seen each other in almost two months, I think. Had, would have to have been two months because yeah. that's, that's how long I've been in Goodspeed. But you left before I did,
2: so I, it might have been. True. It might be closer to three months now,
0: or two and a half, three months. Yeah, because what's happened is that I was gone in Colorado Springs doing Fun Home. You've been gone in. Where exactly is it in Jersey? It's like uh, it is
2: in uh, East Haddam, Connecticut, New Jersey. Connecticut. And, uh, it's a it's a place called you know,
0: you know that Connecticut, New Jersey. It's called the
2: uh, <laughs> it's called Goodspeed Musicals. Oh, geography. Goodspeed Opera. Yeah. Uh, Goodspeed yeah. Good Musicals. I don't know. There's probably actually. I think. I think the the theater is called Goodspeed Opera, and the company is called Goodspeed
0: Musicals. Yes. Yes. They they were an opera house at one point, but now they do mostly Broadway musicals.
2: Not only they 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 do a number of things there, but uh, they got their start as a vaudeville and um. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the racist one?
0: Um, oh boy, Al Jolson.
2: Well, no, 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 no. Uh, oh, what are we in talking vaudeville about? vaudeville and. Uh, uh, with the Sambo character and the... Um, it oh, was... Jangles? Or I, hang yeah. on. No. <laughs> Don't just say racist names. <laughs> no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm trying to help you. No, it's... Uh, oh, oh gosh. it's It was... Um,
0: in, in the olden days, they would have... You know what? It's actually a good thing that we can't think of these things. Oh, so if God. it was so present on our mind, that's probably a good thing that we have to really go to the recesses of our brain. Minstrel. Think. Minstrel shows. How, how is... Oh, 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 oh! Those back because I was thinking like a minstrel like back in the medieval days. That wasn't really no, yeah, minstrel shows, which
2: was right. Right uh, now I know uh, what you're talking about, about having white actors sometimes play black actors yes. or black actors play black actors, but do it in this exaggerated way that was right. uh, very detrimental to our society as a whole.
0: And speaking of theater, there was a show, Scottsboro Boys, which was a which was done in that vein of like a minstrel show. Yeah, there's a
2: there's a movie called Bamboozled. Uh, that sort of deals with the minstrel shows. Um, this is America, uh, the the Childish Gambino song that just came out, um, which Patrick has obviously not seen, <laughs> but the rest of America am, has. I'm out of it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's nuts good. Uh, um, but it it also deals with the sort of modern-day minstrelization of uh, okay. uh, what our society is doing in relation to race um it's, it's neat it's a neat thing that he all right put together. all
0: right <laughs> see see it's it's good to be enlightened it's good to keep yeah. keep up with what's happening in pop culture yeah it's a, i'm
2: staying i'm staying woke good good uh and lit uh, yeah look um we got a lot to get to today i um there is a there's an interview um that's going to come up later yeah it's with...
0: coming up I've, unfortunately i won't be able to be there so you know save your tears but i i won't be able to be there i have an audition to get to so um, isn't, so but we're able to to do this little intro stuff first and then you get to talk to jelani yourself
2: jelani aladdin who is in frozen uh not aladdin right but right frozen another disney show on broadway as the star uh, not one of the two ladies but uh as the <laughs>
0: right there are actual men in the show it's not just about the sisters yeah,
2: yeah but it uh, so that's coming up so let's let's you and I get to this get it out of the way yeah and get to to and, that and get fella. To
0: Jelani. well you know what well you know what why I'm never going to make it yeah well, i mean even though i just came from a sh- doing a show but now i'm unemployed again so yep. i'm i'm not making it i'm I back to not making it so why i'll never make it is and and this what just happened at a, another audition that I was at, is bad habits. These bad habits just stick with you. If you understand, you take in, okay, I'm going to make this adjustment. The, the director or whoever's in the room, you know, says, try it this way, do it that way. And then, and then you, you make that adjustment, but you've rehearsed it so, so much one way that that old habit, that old way of doing the scene comes back. And so and so i try to give them what they want but then inevitably my old bad habits come in and so that's why i'm not going to make it because i kind of sort of meet them where they were where what exactly they're looking for but then i show up and then it all goes to pot
2: so that what you're saying is like you'll have rehearsed a piece right based on the human being that you are
0: right based upon my thoughts my interpretation of what this is i get in the room oh they've given me adjustment which is normal that that happens in a room and then if things go well
2: that happens in a room
0: sometimes i'll just be like There's like okay thank you thank you
2: thank you thank you you.
0: yes thank you Yes. yes this has been thank you bye uh but then a lot of times you know hopefully they a lot of times honestly you're you're really
2: someone who's not making it you seem to be making it so a lot of times you get adjustments (laughs) please continue i'm so sorry
0: well maybe maybe it's because they have pity on me it's like please just try it this way so that so they give me that adjustment and i understand it like got it yeah let's try it this different way and then i start that way and then somewhere in the middle it starts to become how i did it before or at right. least, at least that's what it feels like. I feel like, did I even get, did I even do the note that they gave me? I don't know. So that's that's <laughs> what, that's one of those audition things
2: that. Look, know. it's one of these. It's it's one of the reasons why my method of doing no work and being lazy pay <laughs> off. Because when you get a note or an adjustment, it's um, like brand which new. has happened to me like once or twice in an audition. Of course. Uh, when you get that adjustment, it's like, oh, yeah, of course I'd. Like, because I hadn't read this before, <laughs> I just was guessing when I was reading before, but now I've got like an objective. Let's use that.
0: Right, right. Let's go with what you said because that's probably better.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's also why I'll never make it. But uh, I had, I brought my own. I'm not yes. just going to copy off of you. Oh, that's okay. We can piggyback. I, I don't have an agent or a manager. Now, I, I this is why I'll never make it. And I, I have been doing this in New York for, you know, give or take 15 years. I've, I've spent a little bit of time out of the city, but I've been in New York City solid for the last decade. Right, uh, I'm out of town for the first time working on a show in 10 years.
0: Um, How does that feel to, like, go out of town and be working and not be at your home?
2: Well, we'll get to that. Okay,
0: yes, yeah, we'll get uh, to that.
2: But for now, one of the things that I'm running into is nearly every one of my cast has an agent or a manager or both. I think actually every one of my cast does, and what the value of that is, is that agent and manager are working for them in New York on the next job. Exactly. And when you know they're they're also working. They're in the uh, East Haddam, Connecticut, uh, where we are uh, in their uh, in their rooms, and and there's rehearsal studios and, and places for us to work up there. They're working on these auditions. But they're getting these auditions through their agents and managers. I don't have that. So for the most part, I would go off of whatever connections I have in the city, and that's how I get the next job. Uh, I would also go to EPAs. Well, right now, which I are can...
0: equity principal auditions for those of you who may not know. And
2: that. basically, as long as you're in the union, you have the right to go to those auditions.
0: Right, you sign up for a time slot, and
2: they have to see you. They have to see you, no yeah. matter what. And that that means like they probably don't want to see you, but <laughs> bad, but you buy rights, they will see you. They have to see. You. <laughs> um, so I not having this agent and manager up there, I can't I can't work my connections, and I can only go to a couple of EPAs a week which are still like not the best way to get the job anyways uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays. yeah. Everything that happens the rest of the week, I'm out of luck for. I've done a few submissions up there from things that I've sent in to say, like, hey, I think I'd be right for this. Let me let me send you a tape.
0: Yeah, yeah. video submissions are becoming the wave of the future. Which is fine, yeah. but even
2: those are tough to get. Yes. It's tough to get the opportunity to send those submissions in yeah. if you don't have an agent or a manager. Exactly. So I have... I have come to the reluctant conclusion um, that it is time for me to give a portion of my salary for whatever job that I have after this uh, to an agent and or a manager. Because I'm if I'm going to continue down this road, there's no other way forward.
0: Yeah, especially if you're going to be out of town for this or for that job. And the, and that's kind of the, the life of an actor. Yes, we moved to New York to be in New York. But a lot of times we have to go out of town just like I did for Fun Home, just like you are now. For it at good speed but in, in case in point having that agent myself I was submitted for three shows and and had put together video submissions for all three of those shows and one of them I booked and so that's what I'm that's what I'll be doing this summer yeah so I actually booked one through a video submission which is tough in and of itself but
2: but that that's just it that agent was able to like right, the get your name to on that. the list yeah um, but uh, that brings us to why I'm still here. Uh, which, as it turns out, is dumb luck. Um,
0: because <laughs> I haven't had an agent or a manager. Uh, now, for the ten years you have been here, it's been that way, or have? Oh, I've never had an agent or manager. Look at that! No, huh.
2: I have a commercial agent in the commercial world. They they don't post auditions for yeah, commercials. There's so, no way to make it in. Uh, yeah, so you world. have to have a commercial agent, but but uh, that's that's just commercials. That's not television. That's like, not TV shows. It's right. not film, and it's not theater. Uh, and they are all there are regulations that require them to only do one thing or another based on our how our unions work. Right. So I have a commercial agent. Full stop um every theater job that i've gotten every every film that i've gotten has been via dumb luck i i have been standing in front of someone at the right time for them to just be like oh you're you're an actor you know we w- do you sing uh, and Surprise. i'd be like yeah, yeah. i yeah. i do and they'd be like okay 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 do you do you have what's your phone number and I would give them the phone number. And then that's been my whole career is just dumb luck. And then.
0: Which is amazing in and of itself. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then from there, I might get another job. Like I'll get that job. And then, 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 then someone in that creative team will be like, I'm working on this now. Come and
0: do this. Right. Because then it's a part of networking, which is a big part of this business that you work with one person. They know someone. You may work with them again. They'll recommend you. Yeah. And it literally it all stems from dumb luck, though. Right. If Absolutely. That's it. And mine, mine is similar to that, as to why I'm still here, in that why I'm still here is that call. Kind of like what you just said, is that call of when you've been auditioning, you've been submitting, and you're just going through... I mean, auditions are really the life of an actor, and then sometimes we get to work. But that call, when you're just like, hey, what are you doing this, you know, in two months? Nothing. Well, would you like to come and do our show? When you get that call, that's why... I'm still here. That moment of, oh my gosh, I made it. I did it. I went out for that. I auditioned. I got the call back. I worked on the scene. I actually took the notes that they gave me in the room and I made it. Yeah. So that, that excitement, that, that joy, like when I'm going to be going off this summer, and that joy of sending in the video submission and then a couple of weeks later, my agent saying, hey, you booked it. When I didn't think, I didn't think anything. So I, I was moving on with my life. So to, uh, to receive those phone calls, to receive that validation, I, I, I guess that's really what it comes down to. It's like a validation like, hey, we liked you, you're good, come be with us, come yeah. to our show. Yeah, it's a, it's, that's, you, you, I've booked enough of those things, I get enough of those throughout the year to stick with it. Because 90% of the time, I don't get that call. Yeah, But then those ever so often moments, that's what keeps me going. Uh, well, congratulations on that call, by the way. Thank you, thank you.
2: Um, so, I wanna I wanna move on into. Uh,
0: is it just me? I think it is.
2: The thing is, is I think that you're right. What's happened is East Haddam, Connecticut, is. Um, it's a combination of a large theater, a restaurant that is open pretty much only when the theater is, uh, another restaurant, and, and a post office. That's the whole city.
0: Town? It's village?
2: T- yeah, village. Okay. <sighs> and there's some houses and stuff, but they're, that's weirder to go and patronize them. Yeah. Um, and it is, uh, it is a group of actors up there working together. On their own, I, I actually have a car now. Uh, not to uh, toot my own horn, but uh, <laughs> I have one to toot. So, no, toot that uh, horn. Um, but it, it is a it is a lot of focus on the product that we are creating.
0: Yes, on the show,
2: and very little focus on anything else,
0: because there's nothing else to distract. us.
2: right, if you're in New York and you're working on a show. Then I'm probably also working on a day job. I'm probably also spending time with my spouse, uh, my wife, uh, Tammy. Um,
0: Tammy. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
2: Got it. But in <laughs> East Haddam, Connecticut, just working on the show, and there that that sort of myopic worldview of this is the this is the only thing that matters. Uh, it really. It really bugs me because it's very effective on me, meaning like the the smallest thing will happen in this
0: show in East Haddam, Connecticut, mm-hmm.
2: and it will be the most important thing to me
0: because it was the biggest event of that week.
2: And, and the thing is, is like if if the, that same thing would happen to me here in New York, I, I wouldn't have time to think about it. I right. you, that yeah, would you've be moved, moved on. I would move on to the next thing. But like we we don't have great internet up there.
0: Like it's it, everything is sort of. So you're completely disconnected, both physically and technologically. It's
2: a lot. It's a lot of Will Rogers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that that myopic thing is it, it almost bugs me because hmm. like, I I don't want it to be the only thing <laughs> that I think about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is also maybe a reason why I'll never make it. But it but I, it is ultimately like just so singularly focused
0: yeah well it's also telling because you haven't been out of town because i go out of town at least once a year so i guess i in my 10 years here i've gotten used to that being back before small cities big cities back to new york so for you since you haven't been out of town this is i think a new experience for you a new way to be like why is nothing else happening like why is why is everything a big deal in this small because i was up in Vermont one time, and literally the the whole, I called it a village because literally it was a street corner. Like it came at a street corner, there was the train station, and then it turned that corner. That was the whole city, that corner. Yeah. And if there wasn't an Amtrak that went there, I don't think anyone would ever go there, right? Unless you happen to be born. So, but it was just in the middle of nowhere, but it was beautiful. And so it was almost nice to get away from the city In that respect, but I but I know exactly what you're talking about. This is also three and a half months in this place, and yeah, you're there a long time. Yeah, I was only there for like a month and a half in Vermont, and it is very beautiful. But like, I don't have my family there. I don't have my day job there. It's just me and just the show. Uh, So, anyways, well, well, is it just me, or coming back to the city? Now, now I'm going to talk about being back in the city. We get people from all over the world, all over the country, and they have their own way of doing things where they live. But here in New York, is it just me or does no one else know to stand on the right, walk on the left when you're on an escalator? Because people just kind of meander, stand wherever they want, and i got to go places, people, and I have to say, excuse me. Or there's 17 people standing on the left, so then I there's nowhere for me to go. right? So I... Again, you're talking about being myopic. That is very, very focused on a small issue. But in this city, you you have to go places. And generally, you're walking there, you're jogging maybe, because you got to get there quickly. And so when people are in your way, like yeah. they are on the escalator, it's it can be, at least in that moment, obviously in the grand scheme of life, it's not a big deal. But in that moment, it's like, come on, people, come on. I,
2: I always walk up, and I always walk down escalators.
0: Same. I'm always walking, too. I really understand. Because
2: I, for me, it is not about the journey. <laughs> when I am trying to get someplace in New York, it is about the destination. Yes. And I am interested in getting there as soon as possible. Yeah. I, I'm actually never really in that big of a hurry. I have. I always give myself an enormous amount of time, and that 10 to 15 seconds will not make or break me. And if I miss that train that's at the bottom of the stairs, that also won't make or break me, because another one will come. However. Yes. When, especially if it's just one person or like a couple or something, and they're like holding hands across the escalator, I will always say excuse me and ask them. Same through. here. Because I think I think people generally, as I do, think of only myself <laughs> when I'm trying to get through the city. People are
0: not aware of their surroundings sometimes. That happens.
2: And that's number one. And number two, people do not know. Mm-mm. They don't know. It only goes one direction. So no one's walking up. Right. No or no, you know, when you're when you're going down on the escalator, no one's walking up when you're going up on the escalator. No one's right. walking up. Right. Everyone's down. going in the same direction, so Everyone's... they
0: think, "Oh, I can just stand here."
2: And at some point in time, they are technically right. And an escalator is dangerous. People get hurt on escalators all the time. This is true. And standing still and, you know, sort of remaining with that escalator, that's is the a safe, safe way to go.
0: Yes. But <laughs> but you also came to New York City. So safety was not your first priority. Right. Getting somewhere and getting there quickly should be your priority. At least that's what it is for us who live here. But yeah. because when I lived in Tokyo, that is a country that somehow culturally is just ingrained in them. Stand on the right. I mean yes, yeah, stand on the right, walk on the left. Because no matter what escalator you are, no matter what part of the city you're in, no matter whether it's a long escalator, short escalator, everyone jams that right side standing and then there's a line of people just going up the left, going up the left. And it is it's it's almost like robotic how all of them do the exact same thing, same thing. And and to me that's one thing that I love about the Japanese culture when I was there, because it everything is, is so structured. And here in America yeah. we're just so free and Easy, which both have their pluses, both have their minuses. But that's one area where I would love for us to imitate Japan. Well, to all of our listeners in
2: Montana, where there are <laughs> precisely two escalators in yes. the entire state. In the whole state. Um, this has been The More You Know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's do all it. Let's right. let's get Jelani out the, here. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I wish I could be here, but I have to get to my audition. I'm going to just, you know... Cross all the fingers and toes, pray that I get it. So, you guys have fun, and I'm gonna go have fun elsewhere.
2: All right, break a leg. Let's go, Jelani. Adios. Jelani. What's up? Welcome Thank to you. my home.
3: Thank you for having me in your beautiful home and your comfy couch.
2: Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's nice of you to come all the way out here to Woodside to uh, the studio. Yes, that, um, I share with uh, my my wonderful wife Tammy. Um, that's Shout her out name. To Tammy. Yeah, she's never been on the show. Uh, <laughs> she's not a fan. Uh, she like I mean, she likes the people that come in. She's just not a big fan of the hosts. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Um,
3: that's why she didn't married one of them.
2: <laughs> that's right. Her. That's right. No, it's for my money <laughs> um, and all the success that I've that I've achieved. Good. Um, so. We are having this interview without Patrick here. I want to do his. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. You know, he's
3: going after Broadway dreams.
2: He is. And he, he is uh, at a, at a callback today for a show which uh, shall remain nameless. Uh, but it, it's a very exciting opportunity for him. And mm-hmm. we, we had already set up this interview. And uh, Patrick and Jelani have. Uh, pretty well-founded relationship with each other
3: yeah we did uh we did a a a workshop of a new musical together at the musical theater factory
2: a musical theater factory
3: is that it was that it
2: i don't think i've ever heard of that
3: was musical theater factory no it was no it was no that was a lie it but was is that a thing yeah it was definitely like new york musical theaters it was like something that developed new musicals i can't remember what great it
2: was. <laughs> but it, the idea that there's a musical theater factory is kind yeah. of cool I, that but that's not a thing
3: that is a thing it is a thing it's that just not thing. the thing that you guys met each I'm other i'm not be sure it may it may we may have met to new york theater barn something like that okay one of those regardless
2: yes. turns out uh upon opening the door. To our building, Jelani and I know each other. Yeah,
3: because we did a concert together of Finian's Rainbow.
2: Uh, Finian's Rainbow, um, uh, w- which was you know a- as close as I've come to making it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a beautiful, we, we that was at um, Irish Rep. That uh, we did at the at Town um, Hall. Right? Town Hall, yeah, yeah, um, which is probably the theater I've performed at most in the city.
3: Oh my gosh, that was like I think that was the first time I performed there. Yeah. Really?
2: Mhm. Uh, it, it was the first no. Uh, well, it was one of the first places I performed at in the city. And then I've just done a ton of different little things. There. That's crazy. Uh little bits over the years. Um
3: hmm. Yeah, it's a weird place. It is. Town it's very it, very intimate, though.
2: Look, this is not about town hall. That's true. Jelani, this is about you. Uh and <laughs> and us us getting basically the what I like to think that we do here is we we suck any of the uh, how you made it energy or how you're continuing to stay alive in this industry out of you yeah. to, to take on ourselves. So like as as we do these interviews, we we pick up little tools and and weapons that we can oh. then carry forward I into our careers. Uh, so. Uh, Jelani is in Frozen. That's right, on Broadway currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a Drama Desk nomination. Yeah, a
3: Drama Desk nomination for a standing lead actor in a musical, which is <laughs> insane. <laughs> that's
2: it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I I'm, I have not seen Frozen yet. Um, i I'm, I'm not currently actually working in New York City. Uh, So that's another thing I I happen to be at home for today That's crazy And then I'll drive back to uh, where I'm working um, Tomorrow Um, But uh, when I come back uh, Frozen is on the docket Yes
3: it should be be. Um,
2: And there's Tony Awards galore Yeah Uh, we
3: got three Tony nominations Which is really pretty awesome We got Best Musical, Best Score, and Best Book Which just means that our show Is nominated for some healthy stuff
2: and, uh, I, I mean, I think that that also says that it's probably pretty good.
3: Yeah. We hope so. We hope so. <laughs> we I mean, who knows, you know?
2: I feel like, I, it's, part of me feels like Frozen could be bad. And, totally. Well, not not that your production is bad, but that, like... It ultimately could be just awful, and people would still have to go and see it because their children would make them.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, the show, hopefully, the show runs for a really long time because, you know, what's cool about it, the show is that it's the first time a, mov- a Disney musical movie has been produced so close to its release. Oh, you know? Yeah, that's so, like, Like the Lion King, like was my age, but Lion King didn't come until like I was a teenager, you know. Or like for people who experienced Lion King or Aladdin, for example, they're now adults. Yeah. So this is the first time that kids who are still in their they're younger than ten years old are experiencing this movie they saw when they were four.
2: Yeah, it's still like Frozen is still happening to the
3: United States. Exactly.
2: Like across the board. So the idea that it's on Broadway already. Yeah. Um, and there's some like. Uh, some nuts special effects and stuff in it, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, some pretty,
3: pretty cool Disney magic. And, um, and some good storytelling. Some good storytelling, too.
2: Yeah, I personally, because, um, again, I've not seen the show, but the movie, I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about hearing the same songs a million times. That's or, a blessing. <laughs> um, but I love the movie. Yeah. So all I have is, like, really positive vibes about yeah. uh, Frozen. Yeah. And I love the creative team.
3: Totally, the, um, the, lo, the Lopez's are amazing. Yeah, low the folks, pie, as I call them the low,
2: pie? The, the, low the folks pie. that the folks that wrote the music and the book, right? Yeah,
3: Jen and, Lee um, directed the film and she actually wrote the book for the Broadway show as well.
2: Yeah, it's like the, the stuff that they do in New York City, anyways. Like there are other musicals, right? I mean, there are uh, other work. He is has just, like the Book of Mormon,
3: Avenue Q. I mean, hits, hits on hits on hits,
2: and hits that are also just like. Genuinely funny and genuinely heartfelt. Like they're, they border on camp. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when you think about going to see Book of Mormon or Avenue Q, you think, like, oh, this is going to be a corny night. But then, like, halfway through the second act, you're like, hang on. My heartstrings. Yeah,
3: and that's exactly what happens here with ours, and it's p- particularly with my role too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I play Christoph. I don't know if you said that.
2: I know. We've not yeah. talked. We, look, <laughs> we've been talking about this sort of generic Frozen, but yeah. but you play Christoph. now. Christoph is one of the princes.
3: He is. Well, he becomes. He becomes.
2: The I'm sorry. He becomes a prince, yeah. but he's like the he's lead the reindeer guy. guy right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's pretty yeah. exciting. It is really exciting. It is really exciting.
2: And you you have like. Eight, eight shows to nine shows a week?
3: Eight shows a week. And I I, I I say that we do 16 shows a week because The Stage Door is another show. Is it really? <laughs> it really is. You know, you, you finish your show and you're deadbeat tired. And then you have to go out there with a bunch of kids and their parents and they want to... S- autographs and pictures and you gotta keep smiling, keep that energy up. Yeah. So it's another extension of the energy you just exp- you just spent on the stage. That's you know? very, very yeah. generous. Yeah.
2: It, it does the whole cast go out and do that?
3: Usually we do it on the evening shows. Yeah. I, I personally can't do it on the matinees because and because I'm like I have to save that energy for the second show. Yeah. But um yeah.
2: My my first one of my first jobs in this city was working for the producers. mm with Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Right. And they, it was a sold out run. And after every show, there would be this mob standing out there. By the way, the job that I had was uh, called Line Control. Mm-hmm. It was basically working for the box office and telling people where to stand in line so they could get their tickets. But at the end of the show, I would also help, help quote unquote, uh, with quote fingers um, for our listeners. Uh, <laughs> I would help with security Um, But they actually had security people there. So I wasn't really helping. I don't know. I was just kind of like another guy standing there with a a little badge around my neck. But uh, oftentimes what they would do is they would have a bunch of signed programs. Mm. And then uh, if they were tired or were, they would often stand up front and sign autographs. They would do that more often than not. but. It was also the dead of winter. <laughs> yeah,
3: and what's also hard is that now that every kid has a cell phone, they all want they selfies. all want a picture. Oh. Every single one, and so you're you're taking about what hundred to two hundred photos a night. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. It is a lot.
2: That's a just that's that is a lot. That's a sh- that's a show. That's yeah. another show. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Uh, but you don't do it
3: uh, at matinees. At no. matinees no, because no, no,
2: no. you. You've got another show that night, yeah.
3: And I'm like, nah, can't.
2: And I imagine, as a leading actor in the show, then you have a good deal to sing yeah. as well, yeah. on top of dance. And and I'm sure, like, you're involved in some of the yeah. special effects. A stuff lot of screaming, be yeah, because
3: the show is a big epic adventure. So there's a lot of danger that happens, you know. Right. So, so I do a lot of screaming as well. <laughs> That's intense, yeah.
2: To, to scream throughout a show, the show that that we uh, worked on together, that was my bit. Um, yeah, yeah, you're the, that loud. This like super racist guy mm-hmm. who uh, was like Foghorn Leghorn. He was just like, yeah. always bombastic, up, yeah, always yelling. And we did that. We ended up doing the show, and we did it for a week, four months. Oh, oh, oh you did, did it.
3: The, you did the run of the production. Yeah, yes, we yes. did it
2: for a week. But like, we ended up doing the production, and we did it for four months. Maybe, maybe a little bit longer. Than
3: right, because I kept getting extended. I remember that. Yeah,
2: and I. I was losing my voice like about a month in, it was just like, okay, now all I can do is maintain to get to the next show. Yeah. That's that's all I have in me. I can't I can't speak otherwise. Yeah.
3: It's it's crazy. It's a real discipline. Yeah. It's a real discipline. And like I have to I force myself to be like, All right, time to be silent, John. No, you can't talk to I told my friends, Text me. That's the only way we're gonna communicate. Like even my family, I'm like, text me because I just I just don't Want to talk on the phone at the end of the night? You know what I mean. After doing the show,
2: yeah. Uh, and you have it's a, today's Monday. You have the day off today. Today's my day off. Yes. Uh, well, thank you for of course. Uh, but you
3: know when that. you're doing when you're in award season and when you're opening a spring show in the spring, there is no day off. Really. Yeah. There's no day off. You'll sleep in July. <laughs> um, yeah, because
2: you're doing interviews. Right? Yeah, you're doing and performances mm-hmm, left and right. Mm-hmm, right.
3: On top of the show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> but you intense. know that's but that's 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 the dream right is that that's the kind of stuff you always wanted to do and so when you get a chance to finally do it you're like it's the mountaintop yeah
2: you, you you're here yeah it it's not no work like yeah. it's but it's the culmination of like all the work that you've done and then all the uh, abilities that you've built into your person right in exploiting that yeah it's true so, it's using true. it fully
3: yeah and you know I feel like uh, people what's great is that when you're completely brand new there's so much to unpack and there's so much that people are like curious about and I'm just glad that they' people are listening are you guys listening
2: <laughs> but no okay can you hear me now yeah well I want to hear you uh, <laughs> what it, what do you mean by that what what it like what is it that you're unpacking
3: well you're basically sharing um the depths of your life story, at least I I personally am sharing that with, with every press person that, you know, asks, you know, certain questions about my past, you know, growing up in Brownsville, Brooklyn. and Brownsville, the, okay. Yeah, and leaving home at 13 to go to a community boarding school program in New Canaan, Connecticut, which is the complete opposite of Brownsville, um, yeah. and to go to high school and, you know, and where I began and to learn what acting was, how I began acting uh my insecurities about singing and you know all these different kinds of things so it's been really interesting to unpack that
2: well we look i'm i'm not dr phil but <laughs> seriously how okay so you were in brownsville was musical theater a part of your life in brownsville
3: no no it wasn't at all um I only singing i did was in church and that was because i was forced to yeah. cuz like i could and so my 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 family was like you should be singing go sing a solo I, service this sunday yeah and i i would hate it i would absolutely hate it because i was like i don't sound good i don't sound like the other kids like you know these and at, at like 10 years old they were like the old i was the youngest of the group so they were always like People who are already eighteen and already full voice matured singing right. at church, and I'm like, I, I, I want to. I'm not as strong as them, but yet I have to go up there and like pretend I was. Right. You know, and that kind of like forced me to like get my singing in shape. Oh, I love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I had a very similar like for singing wise. Mm-hmm. Like I got put into a thing where everyone around me was the best at what they were doing. Right. And it was like. I, don't, I didn't know how
3: to read music. It's rise or fall. I didn't know point. anything. Yeah. And it
2: was like, well, I'm here. Like, let's... Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is what I'm doing now. Exactly. I'm gonna do this.
3: Exactly. Often, often times in life, that's how it all works, right? We're just like, we're pushed into this like area where we don't know anything. And then all of a sudden we just absorb it all like a sponge. Yeah. And then we turn that into our own fuel for fire.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so then uh, some church singing in Brownsville, then... Mm-hmm. What what happened in New Canaan? How did you um, end up getting so, sent there?
3: Yeah, so I um I applied to like high schools in in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn and then I didn't get into any specialized high schools or any of the. Or any high schools actually, <laughs> and so I did want to go to my zone school, and um, I had applied to this program called A Better Chance, and um, I went off to Connecticut to interview and in New Canaan, Connecticut. So you lived in a house um, that this board runs, and a resident directors live in the house, and you have two boys in each grade from inner cities, from like the inner city, from okay. like the Bronx or like Queens, uh, Brooklyn in my case. Um, and then you go to the school for four years and it's a public high school, one of the best public high schools in Connecticut. Um, and so and you're also required to do an after school activity. And so my first year, like I did choir in school because you know, that's what I did in middle school too. So I was like, I'm gonna take choir as an elective course. Yeah. Um and then I also they had this thing called Madrigals. Do you know what madrigal singing sure is? Yeah. Do. Yeah. I did that as well. Um and so a I lot of a my madrigal friends also did theater. And But I didn't do theater. I, didn't, I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't understand what that is. You know, is. I've seen Broadway shows, but I was like, I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah. Um, and then the fall came around my sophomore year of high school. And it was like, you have to do an after school activity. And everyone was doing football. And I was like, I don't want to do football. So I auditioned for the freshman sophomore musical, Susical, And then I got the role of the cat in the hat. And the rest is history. So a little bit part. Yeah, just a um, little part. Yeah. <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing, and you know, I would listen to the cast album over and over again, like try to like recreate the sounds that they were making. And you know, at that point, when you're first starting, you kind of go, you don't, you don't really understand what it's like to create for yourself. Yeah. Yet. So you're just like copying and hoping that you're copying well. Yeah. And I think I copied pretty well. Um, and so i kept on doing shows after that and then finally i got serious about it and i was like can you is this a life is this a career what is this can i go to school for this how do i continue to grow and learn and so then i applied to colleges and got into some great places and chose to go to nyu yeah and then i started working regionally and then here i am
2: (laughs) Uh, a star on broadway with uh, nominations under your belt for the role you're playing like that's That's a legit place there. Yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Road.
3: It, it um, it's pretty... you got to
2: work with me at some point in time. I did. Like, like,
3: I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge honor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I landed here.
2: Um. All right. All right. And uh, now you're in it. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the slog. Now it's mm-hmm. it's pre Tonys, so mm-hmm. everything is I imagine the best. Right. This right.
3: second. Well, you you know what's crazy? The grass is greener on the other side. It always is. By
2: the way, I think I think that phrase has been said in every episode no that we had because we've had people at all sort of walks of life mm-hmm. and and career and even within the industry people that are writers or directors. Yeah. Um, TV stars that sort of thing. Every single person has that exact well, same phrase. it's because
3: once okay, cause because the way that the media like glam like like glamorizes um, the Tony Awards or any awards or or even just Broadway in general mm-hmm. you know growing up until you're really inside of it and you really see the nitty gritty parts of it you know the parts where you know you have to like fight for certain things and you have to negotiate certain things and you, you're you in the mess of a collaboration with the, with the director and the choreographer and trying to figure out the play um, and you're trying to understand how to sell the show how to market the show until you get inside of all that and you realize how much, all of it kind of doesn't even matter at the end of the day. Um, then you're like, oh my gosh, that thing that I I would turn on in June, the first week of June, to watch on the TV every year for the past like six years of my life is one big marketing stint.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. You know, cause you guys are doing a, a big number for the, yeah, yeah, I'm, of yeah.
3: You, are. you know, and it's like, and, and so getting a, a Tony nomination or not getting a Tony nomination at the end of the day, doesn't make or break the, your, yourself as an artist, your show or your worth. Um, and I think, it's crazy learning that that go- going through that journey of the past, I feel like I always say I feel like I've aged five years in the past six months because I feel like yeah. I've just absorbed so much knowledge um, especially being a lead principal you you get exposed to even more things than you would if you were in the ensemble of the show because you really are involved in the conversations
2: yeah yeah, so uh, <laughs> the if you think about it this way, right mm-hmm. your show's two and a half. Three hours?
3: Two two hours and ten minutes. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. Well, it's for kids too. Yeah. So you know <laughs> so you don't want to keep them an too. Two hour long. and ten minutes too long, yeah. but <laughs> it's still long enough for people to be like, I spent $160 on this ticket. Yeah. It needs to be longer. Exactly. Um so two hours and ten minutes. You have eight shows a week. hmm uh, there's preparation, there's teardown each time. So that's that's a good like thirty five hour week yeah. of show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. of just the show not not you like having to go to the gym and your vocal coach and mm-hmm. all of that stuff so you know i i always look at an eight show week as being like a 45 hour a week job yeah right so it's you know you're 30 to 35 hours and then an extra 10 hours of like time that you're dedicated to just doing to just working on yourself for that show.
3: Yep, and especially now with social media, you can add a couple more hours to that too because that is also right. not another part of it. You know, you're always, you know, putting yourself out there through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I'm doing a show right now and there's a bunch of folks on the cast that are so 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 good mm-hmm. at it. So good at not just posting but like posting things that like look good. Yeah. Yeah, not, not not professional, but like no, th- really good. Yeah,
3: it can never be too professional because then people don't watch it. But it has to be raw enough for, for it has to be raw, it has to be raw enough, but yet still look like it's been like cleaned up. Ugh, it's Jesus. a weird balance. That, what
2: what a thing that is. Yeah, I I personally like I like Instagram. I actually I like Instagram and I and I like following some people's stories and stuff. But uh, I, I haven't figured out the story thing yet. Um, but. <laughs> I do like taking pictures and my pictures are almost always like still life of like some place that I am. Yeah. You know, like a waterfall or some, some beautiful thing. That's all I ever take pictures of, which is great. And, and I think a lovely thing that I'm providing to the world. Of course. But it's it has zero effect on my career. It's not <laughs> adding anything to the fact that like, I'm excited about a show that I'm in and you should be excited about that too so that you hire me for your show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the whole bit, right? Yeah, and that, yeah. I i can't i haven't figured i haven't figured out mentally how to get there yet
3: well it's also like you have to figure out you have to What what's crazy for me is that like my quote-unquote brand on these social media platforms changed once i got a disney show because my audience then became you know younger kids rather yeah. than rather than the adults that are also actors yeah because you you're
2: a straight-up star for these kids now yeah um, yeah you're someone that they're going to follow from now on yeah I went uh, like the first show I saw on Broadway was Aida Mm. and I can't I can't remember her name now who Heather Headley it was Heather Headley and Aida yeah and I immediately like at the time it was like you could go to the website and like get updates on the newsletter. Like, that's what that's wow, that's the time period we're in. This is pre Facebook and all right, that, right? Right? Um, and I was a hundred percent on board with that as a kid from southern Missouri. This was a very yeah. this was huge to me, and I just remember like hearing this voice in this Broadway show that I didn't know anything about musicals at the time either. Mm. I had been in like two of them, and that's all I knew, but uh. Coming to New York, seeing that show, which is a beautiful show, a very Broadway (laughs) uh, spectacle. Mm -hmm. And Heather Headley's voice not being a show tune voice, but being this like incredible voice that brought so much to that performance. I was like, well, so it can just, it can be that. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Like it can be anybody, Mm -hmm. any voice type, any character type, as long as you like bring this character to life. I was that I it, I was immediately a giant fan of this one human being that I saw one night. That's and now crazy. that's 15 16 years right. ago.
3: And she's still a star.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she is. Well, she was a star then, yeah, but uh yeah, it, it, she's she's awesome. That's yeah. a whole other story. But but that's that's what's happening for you then eight shows a week is yeah. is that So uh, the point I was making with describing this hourly stuff right. is that's 45 hours a week for a regular eight show a week show that like, let's say you're in Lion King and there's, I don't know that there's a lot of stars in Lion King Mm -hmm. because ultimately like that's a show that's the sort of ensemble work. And, and I mean, there's, there's obviously there's the stars of the show, Right, right? Right. But, uh, that's a job that people have for 10 years, 15 years. Right. Um, so that forty-five hours a week really kind of solidly sits in there as mm-hmm. like their weekly life. That's not what you're doing right now. What you're doing right now is that forty-five hours, yeah, and you're going into the Tonys and you're opening this massive Disney show. Like all of that stuff is happening. And at introducing
3: once. myself to the world. You know what I mean?
2: Well, so that's that's for the show itself and there's you as the star like and this is your star turn this is is this your first broadway show yeah it's my broadway debut so this is your yeah. broadway debut on top of it to have such a big role as your broadway debut uh like all of that stuff like that's that's at least one more full-time
1: job yeah <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, and then I took on a Broadway.com vlog, and so now I'm doing that as well, and that's another full-time <laughs> job. So it's like, I, you know, but you know, take it all now while you can, while you can get it. You know? Oh
2: yeah, a hundred percent. But it it ultimately like on top of this idea of yelling and having to rest and text your friends, mm-hmm. which I imagine you still have. Patrick remembered you. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't seen you in the last six months, but yeah, uh, it's got to be tough to maintain any sort of semblance of life outside of that myopic world of yeah. frozen.
3: It is very hard. I mean I literally I I told I I, I guess when was it? It was what, May first, I told my family, I said, you will not see me and they live in Brooklyn. I said, you will not see me until July first. Yeah. And be prepared for that. I, I will because i cannot spend I, I can't spend the the 45 minutes takes to get on the train to come to brooklyn and then sitting sitting at how at, in their house for an hour and then take the 45 minutes back because that time could have been me you know creating something for my social media or, blah, 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 or answering emails or blah, you know it, it's yeah. crazy um but at the same time it's important to keep a balance Otherwise, you're gonna it, you go crazy. So I make sure that I see my friends who are my, who happen to live across the street from me in yeah. Harlem, um, and so we I, there. And I say, okay, Sunday nights, I say I'm going to turn my phone off after six o'clock, and just completely be off of all of that for you know at least twelve hours. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but
2: that's super important. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. I I would be remiss mm-hmm. if we if we didn't get into a subject that i i find it the most meaningful for this particular podcast which is um we we call it why i'll never make it which is like we're making it it's like you said the grass is always greener right now like the grass is green i'm in a show right now that's paying the rent for this place and has turned all these lights on right so it's obvious that i'm i'm doing something at least semi-right right Right. um i'm not i'm not christoph on frozen on Broadway. (laughs) But you haven't always been that either. No. And you've been in this business for a long time.
3: Yeah. Two, now three years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think ultimately, like, I I want to speak to the kid in Brownsville. Mm-hmm. I want to speak to the kid in the woods in Southern Missouri to say that, I mean, in your particular situation, you are starring on Broadway, but you weren't always and it was still like this labor of love this still Mm -hmm. this thing that you got Mm -hmm. a lot of cool bits out of right i mean i think even that town hall performance where we did not get paid yeah uh was a really cool thing that we got to do
3: yeah and i got to meet you and i got to meet other artists you know i mean it's all about the connections right you do those things to to continue to established relationships of trust yeah. with other artists
2: and it's building roles it's yeah. building uh w- the whatever it is that you worked on with patrick mm-hmm. um i guess w- what i would say is what is it um what is it about this life that keeps you here that keeps you going mm. I, you know you're in the you're in the thick of it right now yeah of like the top but
3: But I mean, it's it's, but it's also the top for theater. You know what I mean? And then, and then you know, and then there's there's beyond which I'm still wanting to explore. But I think that's the that's the thing that keeps me going. Yeah, is that there is always, I mean, and that's part of the I guess what American dream is. You know, this is ladder that you can keep climbing and climbing, and who knows where the top actually is. Um, And so what kept me what kept me going in like the days where. You know, I had, you know, what, $10 in my bank account and I was eating like dollar pizza and, you know, I was going from audition to audition or, you right. know, or going out of town for a gig after gig after gig and having to leave New York um, is knowing that that the work, good work can happen anywhere at any time. Yeah, it's and Broadway is just real estate. It's just real estate. It's um. It, crappy things can happen on Broadway (laughs) Um, and amazing things could happen out in that theater in Arkansas. You know what I mean? Um, So for me, it's the integrity of knowing, knowing your quality of work. It can, can thrive, can can inspire, can live anywhere in the world. Um, And not just on Broadway. And for me, that was, that kept me going and knowing that, that you're working towards the goal of being on Broadway and that you're always working towards something but you have to enjoy what you have yeah. in order to get there because if you're not putting your all into the small little thing what's going to happen when you get to this big thing you're not going to have learned what it's like to give yourself give all of yourself
2: and that actually gets to the the next thing i'd like to know is so you're in this show mm-hmm. that is like almost its own corporation
3: Yes. Right? It is.
2: It is... I, like, there are committees. hmm Committees that run what this show is. Yes. How... Have you found some artistic license in that? And... Yeah. And then, like, within that, like... How is it to navigate that? How mm-hmm. is it to navigate that world of like uh, yes. this is the truth that I see in this with my body doing it,
3: mm-hmm. but yet, this but is yet
2: like, you, yeah. It's yeah. Cool.
3: Um, Theater by Corporation is um, uh, a very individual kind of work. Um, it requires a sort of higher level of collaboration. I call it. Um, you really have to be selfless. And say, okay, it's not just about what I feel. It's just not. It's not about what I what I want. It's about what a collective, bigger group of people want to create together. And you have to trust that they are doing their job on the outside, and that you are doing your job on the inside. Um, you may not be able to communicate with the people that are that may be giving you a note through the directors to give to you that is from you know, someone out, someone on the corporation, but you have to trust that through the funnels and levels of, of communication that it's going to get to you in the right way. And it will enhance your show or help create the vision of the show. They would like to create. Um, and you just got to go along with that. You have to trust that. And you use it have to trust that, that, What you bring to the table is already enough that you have nothing to prove yeah i think uh, there you know there are many steps along the way to developing a new musical like we did our our lab our workshop and then we did out of town in denver and then broadway but each step of the way you know you you there's a presentation there's always a a moment where everyone comes to see it and see the product and you have to trust that the work you've put in is enough and that whatever you receive back from that will help take you to the next level Of what they want the show to be um it's and it's a tricky balance it's it's a lot of 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 saying okay that's not (laughs) what i envisioned it to be (laughs) but i'm gonna go there and we're gonna try that and we'll see where where it goes yeah um and i think the kind of artist that i am i i like to uncover the truth to everything and you know and so i i made sure that even in the Box that I'm given of like you can't go outside this box. Well, then I'm going to fill every corner of this box yeah. with as much of Jelani Aladdin as possible, yeah. um, and I think we did that with this show. And I think with this role in particular, I think that's why people are responding to it this way because I really wanted to fill it up with everything that's inside of me, especially because I, as a source material, is, is so different than what the source material of the character was in the movie. You know.
2: Yeah. Um. That's. Uh that's actually like really good to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think, I think of it this way, whoever that uh, suit is, that's making that decision, ultimately like they're, they're right. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: It's it's their money. It's It's their, their, it's their product job on the line. It's their livelihood. It's whatever it is. Like it's my job to make, their thing work mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. to make my thing work despite them it's their it's yeah, their show
3: exactly exactly
2: um, yeah exactly. and to hear that even at that level that there's that that space <laughs> no matter how much it shrinks it's still space mm-hmm. and it's still your space to right fill. right um, I'm doing my first understudy job oh nice uh, I have my own role but I, I'm understudying another character in the mm-hmm. show that I'm working on and I, I'd never understudied before I don't I don't know why. It's I don't that's, know how I got this far. But it's, it's that, that same way. thing almost. You know what it I mean? It is. It is. And we, we had our first understudy rehearsal uh, uh, this last week, like our first run through with it. Mm-hmm. And it you know, I was worried about it because I didn't I don't I I am very specifically me right. <laughs> at all times. And I and it's a big character role, so it's a lot of campy bits and the man that I am understudying is one third my size. wow shorter very skinny and an older man right i'm none of those things (laughs) and so like there are some bits that i physically can't do they don't make any sense right uh and so we just kind of had to like take as much as we could from what he was doing and then we had to adjust a little bit we had to to fill the space just slightly different yeah um but even that like the repercussions are so limited
3: yes but the spirit of the character still remains the same yeah
2: oh 100% know? and but i think i think that's that's my relationship to what you're saying mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you you are definitely hampered with how much you can do because first of all there's a kid sitting in the house who's seen the movie
3: right that's the other thing the story's already written yeah it's not like we're developing dear Evan hansen and we can go okay let's have a scene now where the family's in the dining room you know we yeah. can't we can't be like okay now Kristoff and anna are gonna sit down and have a talk you know that's just not a thing because it's like that's just not what the what the 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 structure of the play already exists now our job is to glue it all together in a way that's new yeah you know what i mean so that that also is a different. That was a different challenge. It's like the plot cannot change. The plot will not change. The plot right. is the same, um, but how you get from point A to point B is what's the new stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, because they're gonna know those songs. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's probably like. Fifty percent sing along. I would imagine on occasion, um, right? You know,
3: I I'm told from friends who who, who send the audience, that yeah, those kids are singing along and living their full lives and standing up and <laughs> reenacting it as it's happening. You know that and that that's actually that's pretty cool. Because, yeah, because you know they're with you. They're with you along for the ride. Um, and then there are like there are iconic moments like reindeers are better than people. That song that that was in the movie. That's the only that's. Actually, the only song that I sing that was in the movie, because that's the only song he sang in the movie. Right. So everything else I'm doing is brand new. So that, for in itself, gave me a lot of license. Um, whereas with Anna and Elsa, they have all the iconic songs. Right.
2: Right, because it was a 90-minute movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And not almost a 90-minute movie or something, right? Like.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, which is still, like, it's actually not that much more. If you're at two hours and 10 minutes, that's a 20-minute intermission in there.
3: Right. And I think my character got a lot of expansion um, yeah. in terms of, like, you got to hear more of his voice in, in this production than you did in the movie, because by nature, they just had to, yeah. you know, to fill the time.
2: Yeah. and I, Well, and there's also, visually, you can't possibly do as much no. as the movie does, because if you think about the movie, it's like turning the place into winter and then back mm-hmm. into spring and all that, and there's ice castles and stuff and i i'm sure that there's a lot of disney magic involved but at some point in time like there there are physical limitations to a 120 yeah. year old we theater we
3: can't have a we can't have a marshmallow man running around throwing us out of the <laughs> ice palace that would have <laughs> oh, never that's worked right.
2: that's right yeah. they had the they had the uh ending from what you call it uh from ghostbusters yeah. in that movie too
3: yeah so i forgot all about that
2: Oh, well, that's disappointing. It's, actually, it's disappointing that you don't have a marshmallow man now.
3: It is, but it's like, how in the world? I mean, King Kong is happening, so, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a part I should go for, King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all right. I, I feel like it is it is your day off. I don't want to take too much more of your time. No, yeah. Uh, is there is there any lasting last bit of advice from mm. from a fella who went from from no musical theater in his life in Brownsville to star of Broadway because I I had no musical theater in my life yeah. I didn't I didn't know what it was really until I got to college Yeah it's true so same f- to get from there to where you are so uh, I don't know any 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 thoughts of wisdom that you have to impart. Mm
3: wisdom i I was saying research 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 yeah learn 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 read 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 as much as you can as much as you can like literally like expose yourself once you once you become aware of what the thing once i became aware of what it is what it is i i i spent hours watching youtube videos hours reading books about acting acting on camera acting on ball you know and i i was like I just need to learn it all. I need to learn about who who the people are that are substantial in this industry that have yeah. made marks on Broadway. Who are the people? You know, I and right now as I'm tra- trying to transition to TV and film, I'm doing the same thing. I'm, I'm learning all about those worlds and 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 trying to soak in as much as you can. I mean, it. The more knowledge you have, the more chances you will have to 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 spit back out that knowledge, yeah, because then you know where you're going. You know, you know what the, what the game plan is. Um, also, like, I was fortunate that I had people in my life that never said that. Always told me you can be, you can do anything you want. Yeah, you can be anything you want. That's huge. That is a huge thing That's because huge. a lot of millennial children don't have that. They are stuck in this limitational bubble where yeah. they're like, "This is my life. This is what it is. This is where I live forever." And I have to accept that, and and that was never something in my ho- In my household, it was always like, no, you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. Just work hard at it, and you'll get it. Yeah. Um. And I think, for me, it, it I have a burning fire. I mean, when I when I find something that I want, I'm like, I will not stop. I will not stop thinking about it, dreaming about it, you know, planning about it until I get it. Yeah. Um. This is kind of the nature of who I am. And you're getting it, man. Yeah. It's, it's paying thank off. Thank you.
2: Uh, all right. Um, currently starring in Frozen on Broadway. So buy a ticket to that for sure.
3: The call never bothered me anyway.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have a website? How else can people get um, in touch with you?
3: Instagram is the best way. Instagram? Yeah. Instagram or Twitter. Jelani yeah. Aladdin. Yeah.
2: J-E-L-A-N-I-A-L-L-A-D-I-N. Yeah.
3: Um, even though I, it's said the same way. It's the movie. That's the musical.
2: Oh, that's right. There's only one L in yeah. the Aladdin musical. Yeah. Um,
3: they got it wrong. It's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, what a great name to have to oh, join no, a, Disney a, a Disney show.
3: <laughs> what are the chances? What are the chances?
2: Um, Jelani, thank you so much. Yes, of um, course. I'm thank sorry you. that Patrick couldn't be here for this. I'm, okay. I'm sure that he's, uh, he's missing booking out. his own Broadway yeah, role. Yeah, you
3: know, at the moment. It could be happening right He'll now. You'll
2: be waving to each other from the dressing room. She's <laughs> across the street. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I break legs with the thank whole you, thing and uh, I'm gonna be watching the Tonys that'll be my first foray Yay. into what you all are doing over in that theater yes um, and then uh, Tammy and I uh, this mysterious missing wife <laughs> uh, will definitely come and check out the
3: show soon amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah thank,
2: thank you so you. much and uh, thank you guys for listening yeah thank you uh, awesome. this has been uh, Dewey with Jelani uh, and Whoop. Patrick Stead here and uh, we'll catch you next time thanks yes.
0: The Wild Never Make It podcast is hosted by Dewey Cadell and Patrick Oliver Jones and produced by Dylan Adams. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can leave us amazing reviews, of course. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at while Never Make It or via email at while Never Make It at gmail.com. Lastly, we now have a website, while Never Make It.com. You know, Dewey, it certainly
2: sounds like we're making it. I'm not making it. I'll never make it.
1: 18 plus.